0: Okay. Hey, this is Brent Leary, and I'm sitting here with John Dick, who is Vice President of Marketing at HubSpot. I'm at Inbound 2018. There's 24,000 other people here at Inbound 2018. The first time I came to Inbound in 2008, there was about 200. So it's grown a little bit since then. But John, thanks for taking time to join me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brent. So before we jump in and start talking about some of the things that have happened over the course of the last couple of days, maybe you can give me a little bit of your personal background. Yeah, sure. So
1: uh, I'm a VP of marketing here at HubSpot. I've been with the company just over two years. It's been awesome. Uh, It's amazing as a marketer to work at a company that loves marketing so much. Uh, (laughs) And so so that's been great. Before that, I was uh, at a company called Trunk Club, which uh, was a men's and women's retailer and really pioneered a lot of the uh, personal styling at scale, clothes in a box model. Um, Before that, I was at a company called Clout. I don't know if you remember Clout. I remember it well. Yep. So did marketing at Clout, and uh, we 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 did a lot of scoring of people on the internet, uh, <laughs> and, it, and it was a really fun company to be a part of.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 drawing a blank. There's a guy uh, that I knew really well. He was like VP of product. I cannot remember his name. I remember his his Twitter name, which was like somebody's father. Some, uh, Daddy mentioned? That's it. That's Matt Thompson.
1: That's it. That's yes, Matt Thompson. He is a great guy. Yeah, at at Clout we <laughs> called him the wizard. Uh, he had a nickname. Uh, yeah, he was awesome. Matt ran ran BD and, uh, and a bunch of product yeah, stuff for right. us, and uh, yeah, one of my heroes.
0: Very cool. All right, so we're already off to a good start. <laughs> All right, so um, VP of marketing HubSpot yep. is known for inbound marketing and, and marketing in general, but recently you added Service Hub, and I had a chance to talk a little earlier. Uh, to Mike who, who heads up that uh, that area, but I want to get your take on it because yeah. everybody knows you for marketing and now you're coming across with a service product. How, how challenging is that compared to being able to say, you know, we are the inbound marketing company. Now you're saying, okay, we have customer service too. How challenging is that for, from your perspective to sell?
1: Yeah. I mean, from my point of view, you know, HubSpot is an inbound methodology company, and I think that, unsurprisingly, over the past 12 years, the inbound methodology has just evolved a lot. It started with this inbound marketing thing, but pretty quickly we were like, ah, this, this sales space, actually, like, something's fundamentally changing here, and there's something we have to think differently about, and, and uh, now over the last, you know, 12, 24 months, we've really been looking at the role of the customer, uh, and in delighting the customer in the entire growth of a company and we just realized that it's just such a core part to what inbound is um, and so you know if you think about inbound at its most <coughs> you know abstract level it's about adding value to people it's about adding value before you extract value and um, you know I think what we believe is that the customers kind of been ignored in that and that once mm-hmm. someone buys they don't get a ton more value from you uh, as a company and so as a marketer I've personally found it a very natural extension. Um, the, the core set of things that I do as a marketer, uh, figure out what, what content there's demand for, find a way to create that content in the right format, uh, mm-hmm. find a way to get distribution on it through search, uh, you know, create great communications, and, and do you know, powerful, personalized automations, like all that stuff that I've done for the prospect funnel you know I've moved to now start doing for the customer experience and it really turns it from this you know funnel into a flywheel model uh, that, that we've been talking about a lot so I, I don't think it's that strange of an extension for us I think it's very natural and I think most marketers anyway and that's the perspective I have as a marketer are going to find it a very natural extension of their skill set and you know the I think the early results for us have shown that there's just a lot of interest within our customer base around uh trying to leverage a single platform to to you know, delight their customers.
0: So, being a not only you know an inbound marketing company, and you're a VP of marketing, and you deal with customers who are trying to figure a lot of this stuff out. Yeah. What are some of the main challenges today? You mentioned maybe what we just talked about is one of them. Are there any other challenges today that weren't around maybe even a year or two ago? But now with change and technological advancements yeah. and best practices. What are some of the things that your customers are needing help with or are challenged by from a marketing perspective today?
1: Yeah. Well, I'll talk about what HubSpot has needed help with and okay. the things that my team has been really focused on. We tend to publish about this stuff, and I think that drives our customer community to ad- adopt a lot of these things. You know, I think, first of all, uh, you know, unsurprisingly, and as everyone has witnessed, search has just continued to change a lot. And at the core of inbound marketing is the ability to track people through search. Um, and so. We've spent a lot of time, um, and Matt Barbie, who runs our SEO team, uh, has spent a lot of time trying to figure out how you deliver a modern SEO strategy. Um, and we've done a lot of testing and we've published a lot of content around it, and we've actually enabled our software to deliver on it. Um, and it's, you know, you know, we call it the uh, pillar content model, and uh, it's all around topic clusters and pillar content and how to really tell Google these days uh, what your company does. Um, We've done a lot to figure out um, Google snippets and how to help Google index your your articles and your blog posts for snippets, um, because obviously that's reduces your uh, you know clicks from SERPs a significant amount. So you want to you want to wow. get into those snippets. So search is always changing, continues to change. I think keeping up with that is something that our team's invested a lot in. I think you know uh, one of the most Oft said things in the marketing space that email is dead. (laughs) Uh, They've been saying that for how long?
0: Uh, Forever, probably since
1: two (laughs) thousand eight when you came to inbound. I don't think inbound. uh, I don't think. um, I don't think email is dead. I think my personal observations around email are the following, though. Number one, I don't do a lot of communication with my friends anymore through email, and that has me a little bit worried as a marketer because Mm -hmm. it means I only communicate with my you know, my colleagues and with businesses through email. And I think that your personal communications are kind of a leading indicator of how you communicate in all in all walks of life. So that has me worried. Um, and so one of the things we did last year was we said, we got to get our email kind of, you know, up to speed with how people want to be communicated through email. And so uh, we set a goal last year we were to cut our email volume 50%. Wow. We just went and we said, we're cutting, we're cutting volume. We're going after all these pools that we've just been sending all this email to. Uh, and guess what happened? We get more traffic. We get more traffic to our website from email at 50% of the volume than we did when we were sending sending higher volume, because people weren't opening our emails anymore. It just seemed like too much. So now folks are getting an email from us. Uh, you know, hopefully, you can tell me uh, if this is true or not. Hopefully, you're finding that it's it's valuable to you, uh, and, and you're getting a lot of value from it.
0: Wasn't that one of the stats that Dormesh pop actually popped up about? he's Dormesh or Brian, one that. If you send an email and it's kind of more of a self-serving email, that tends to like 85% of people actually think less of your brand. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that makes, so in this case, less is more.
1: Less is literally more for <laughs> us. Um, so I think that's, that's a common thing. You know, I think getting your, obviously, your, uh, your chat experience great, figuring out how to leverage bots within automation, yeah. um, it is popular for Like very important reasons, right? (laughs) And it's like if you're gonna fight so hard to get traffic to your website, like create a way for them to engage with you right away. Like take steps out. Like the 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 model that worked for a really long time, and it did work for a really long time, uh, was great. Fill out this form, and we will follow up with you, and you will follow up with us, and we will go back and forth, and we'll find a time to talk and meet. And that was fine in a world where people weren't overwhelmed with emails, but things get lost now and yeah. people have been trained by companies like Netflix and Lyft and Amazon to expect things now. And so yeah. we've really done a lot to kind of embrace what we call just real-time connections, the ability to book a meeting right away, the ability to chat right away. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an important part of any any company's monetization strategy. Um, so.
0: Well, you mentioned chatbots, uh, so I have to talk a little bit about kind of the voice end of that. Yeah. Talk about voice interfaces, and there's a lot of uh, people who have these Alexa and Amazon Echo devices, Google yep. devices, Siri's on the phone. Uh, are you starting to see any movement? You know, I know chatbots are really important. Are you starting to see any kind of movement in terms of leveraging voice as an interface into some of the things you're doing around marketing? So,
1: I think it's going to be a very natural part of the evolution of chatbots. Candidly, I kind of view chatbots as like a stepping stone in the path towards voice voice bots. Um, some things are always, I think, going to be done through text, and I think many things are going to be best communicated back to someone through text or through image. Uh, you know, in the form. You know, if you're looking at data and stuff like that, I think it's really hard to just hear a stream of data and make sense of it. Um, right. <laughs> but I, I think that what we're learning as marketers with chatbots is we're learning how to create experiences and leverage machine learning to actually create really good intuitive experiences that allow people to get to the answer they're looking for more quickly. Right. And I, I think we're just going to see that people are going to keep asking those questions, but they're going to ask them via voice instead of by typing it out themselves. Um, so I, I think we'll see that. I think we'll see a lot of companies in this space start launching voice services at some point fairly soon.
0: Do you think they, like with the Echo Show and it has the screen, and Google's coming out with one of theirs that has I think the Lenovo that has a screen. Yeah. Do you think it's going to impact the or accelerate? the adoption of voice from a consumer perspective? Yeah, from I think so. I
1: yeah. mean, I, I, again, I think it's kind of the fusion of information. One of the yeah. big things we've learned in the past you know, 12 or 18 months is that people want options. Yeah. They don't just want to communicate on one channel. Like, I don't know, think about your life and the way that you communicate, right? Like you know if you and I were just trying to connect you might email me on LinkedIn or email me on LinkedIn and I'd be like okay cool this is good can you email me uh for so we can find a time I give you my email you'd send me an email and then the day of I'd be like oh what's your mobile so I can text you like people just move through channels and you know we've seen that with a lot of like anytime we think we know Exactly what someone wants, and try and limit them to that. We almost always have lower conversion rates and lower engagement rates. So when we open up options, um, you know, on our website where we say, "Do you want to book a meeting? Do you want to chat, or you want to call us?" Like we see, fifty percent of people uh, book a meeting, you know, twenty percent chat, and thirty percent call us. So it's all over. So it's all, all the over the place. So people want options. I think it's the same thing when it comes to, to uh, you know, voice and visualization. Do imagine that anyone just wants voice? Probably not the right answer. Right. But it's the same with, with in my opinion, bots and forms. Like bots and forms are the same product. It's the same thing. It's just an evolution of how you uh, capture information and how you get people to the right right content that they want. Um, so I think we're just gonna see all of that kind of merge together and I think the, the presence of screens uh, is is gonna accelerate
0: voice. So there's so much coming at marketers today. Consumers are much uh, are smarter, they're more tech savvy. They uh, So much coming at them from a a content, attention span kind of thing. What do you suggest over the next six to 12 months is going to be the biggest challenge that marketers have to get across and get over in order to stay connected with customers over the long haul?
1: I think it's the data challenge more than anything else. I think we all can see and envision what the future is going to be like and this ability to have this omnichannel experience and multiple approaches. Uh, to how to communicate with people effectively and have all the context. Um, I think the problem is going to be having all your data underlying it effectively. Um, and I, So I think having a great CRM is an is a awesome first step for that. I think you're going to see CRMs evolve a whole bunch uh, in the way that they fundamentally operate and the data underlying them. Um, so I, I think that's the biggest challenge and I think unsurprisingly, uh, you know, marketers who are really data savvy and can envision, you know, help, help envision how that needs to evolve are going to be really successful.
0: All right, and on that note, because I think the the barbarians are at the gate. The seems that in. way. It seems that way. <laughs> but, hey, thanks for the time, man. This has been great. Thanks, Brent. Absolutely.